Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Hero Ball Podcast. This is Ethan Huffman speaking, and today we are joined by the great, illustrious Elkin Beltry. Now, Elkin, happy to see you, my friend. It always feels like a while, even if it's only been a week. But at the end of the day, happy to see your smiling face. Yes, sir, and happy to be back on. So today we're going to talk about the Raptors closing out the Bucks, winning four straight in the conference finals, and eventually their matchup in the NBA finals with the Golden State Warriors. So I think an appropriate place to start, Elkin, is with the Milwaukee Bucks matchup and what went wrong over those four games. Mm. Oh, man. Where do we start? Like, first of all, these this series, I'm thankful for Eastern Conference series. You get to watch those more than Western Conference, of course. Just kind of watching it, it seemed as though – the Raptors, they gained a similar strategy as the Celtics, like, let's just go ahead and build that wall. Don't let Giannis get, get crazy. And they're like, they, I felt like they also then challenged the shooters, like, if you guys are going to beat us, like, we're going to make these guys shoot and beat us. And when I saw those first two games, I mean, you had you had your Brogdon. I felt like Brogdon did have a solid series. He had some rough games when they went back to Toronto. He had, like, one rough game. But – you kind of saw like Brogdon and even Hill, they had talking, but Bloodsill, that killed that killed the Raptors. Sorry, the Bucks for me. Seeing Bloodsill's performance. And Giannis at times, I don't know, you watched last night's game, I imagine, right? Of course. It seeing Giannis, yes, it seems like he's still figuring this whole thing out. Like he yes, he is an MVP candidate, but kind of seeing him when he has that lane cut off. He doesn't know where he should attack, how he should attack. And it seems like the Bucks just like, all right, we had this one type of like main offense in the regular season. What do we do now? And then a few times I saw towards the end, I remember he awkward one-handed fadeaway shots in the lane. And I'm like, that's just a really horrible shot. Yeah. I, I think he still needs to diversify his game a little bit, which yeah. I think is the ultimate reason for Bucks fans to still be incredibly optimistic. Mm-hmm. You know, they hadn't won a playoff series since Giannis had joined the team up until this mm-hmm. season, and then they won two. And they, I mean, they beat a Celtics team that's very talented, yeah. very handily. Um, at the end of the day, this team shot pretty poorly from the three point line of all the guys who weren't like you know guard rotation players. Middleton, Brogdon, and George Hill all shot well. Pat Collinson yeah. shot well in his spot minutes, and I, I'm not including Bledsoe there because we know Bledsoe's not a shooter. But everyone else on the team shot below their their averages for the season from three point land, and some drastically below. I mean, Miritich shot like under 20, percent and he didn't even get minutes come Game Six, which is which is something I, I was not was not expecting, given like I thought he was a pretty important addition down the uh, trade deadline. Um, Brooke Lopez shot uh, thirty one percent from three. Like that's not going to cut it for him. He needs to be up in that thirty four to thirty six range, like he was all regular season. But uh, we we do need to focus on Giannis, and these are the things that Giannis does not do well, in my opinion. Still, I don't think he's a very good passer. Now, people are going to say, "What are you talking about, Ethan? He 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 gets lots of assists. He's you know he's the guy who has the ball all the time. Like there wouldn't be a good offense if he wasn't a good passer." And I say, break it down to the half court when he has you know a smaller window to work with, like less you know very lots smaller windows to make passes to. And I'm talking about hitting a, a shooter 
so he can go up immediately. Talk about LeBron yeah. James. LeBron James, I feel like, is worth a cumulative 1% boost of everyone's three-point percentages, whereas I think right now Giannis is actually a deterrent to people shooting great from three because a lot of his passes are not on target. They're on time sometimes, like, but it's not right there. I go up with it. Yeah, We're, we're, we're and, missing that. And I think anyone who's played basketball, you know the difference between a pass by your feet and a pass right in your chest. And I think Giannis should take time to watch a lot of LeBron film and even James Harden film as well, because James Harden knows how to collapse everyone around him and pass it. And he's got to make it look easy where he's practicing those type of passes because he's also losing, if it's a bad pass, you're losing a second that you could, which is in the NBA, all it takes is a second for a guy to recover if yeah. they if they lost you on defense. But like you said, though, optimism is one thing definitely for the Bucks moving forward. I believe that that's going to happen this offseason. I know they have some decisions to make. And you and I talked about it off wax. But kind of kind of tell me a little bit more about your idea as far as who should they bring back, what should they do moving forward. Well, I think Middleton's a lock. You don't you don't have that yeah. kind of shooting, that kind of individual scoring. Mm-hmm. At, in a six-eight frame that just walks around and is available all the time. So you have – he's been part of your system. He's part of your core. You re-sign him probably to as much money as he can get anywhere else, which would likely be a max. I think Brogdon, you're, you're rooting for – maybe you try to sneak out and offer him money before if he hits actually restricted for agency so no offers come through and really shock him and get his eyes bugging. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe you can get him back a little sooner. Um, Brooke Lopez, I'm looking at the MLE as something you'd use for him. You know, close to, like you're going to, you, the problem with this is you're going to eventually hard cap this team, um, which is something I'm not super familiar with, but I was listening to a podcast. And that's what they said. If you bring all these people back, you're going to hard cap the team. Um, the flexibility remains. I'm cutting George Hill and I think he has $3 million um, guaranteed. Pat Conton is at 1.7 non-guaranteed. Mm-hmm. But I think that's a value. That's a guy who gets you through the regular season. And if and at the end of the day, he can go in and play 10 minutes in a playoff game and not hurt you. He's, he's oddly good at blocking three-point shots. And he yeah. shot 44% from three in this series. I think Sterling Brown's still good for the regular season. Um, you got you guys all the time. You're Sonio Silva at $7 million. It's not an attractive number to me, but he's a good, he's a good regular season player. And he can have a game. So Miritich, I think he's gone. He's he was you know a rental, and he he didn't play very well in this series. And if this is the team going forward that you you have to overcome, I I don't know. Like he'd have to play a lot better. I think he's fully capable of doing that. But at the at the dollar figure and the lack of space this team has, that I think he's the casualty. Yeah, and I think about it too. This is a team worth trying to maintain those main pieces because if we look at the East and how things are going to move forward. Let's look at which teams are going to remain at the top of the East. I mean, if the Raptors retain Kawhi, go ahead. Well, I say I think every team is is very yeah. fluid. Like, yeah, the Raptors, a- the Raptors could lose Kawhi. The Celtics could lose Kyrie. Yeah, the, the Sixers could lose both of their uh, regular season trades. And that's why. Guys. And that's why I feel like the Bucks should had a real solid team. Like, and they should their, they they ran into a monster, and yeah. that's a. Even though, like, it's an injured Kawhi Leonard, they ran into a monster. And if I'm the Bucks, I'm like, anything could still happen. Like, leading into this offseason, this might be probably one of the most infamous offseasons in a while that we've – and we've been saying that for several offseasons. And I know it's going to dictate what's going to happen for the next few years in the NBA. But I would like – like you mentioned, I like the Bucks' chances for me moving forward. And if Giannis, 24 years old, he still hasn't hit what we call the NBA prime 
right quote but if he keeps developing the way he's developing because if you if you see his career arc milwaukee doesn't have anything to worry about i know some people worry about well he's going to be one of those superstars who leave a small market and that's something that if you never know yeah you never know but if like i always say like if you keep putting good pieces around him keep him a contender you don't got to worry about that yeah, and keep in mind that this Raptors team is pretty unique in that their their yeah. eight man rotation. There is only one, in my opinion, below average defender in the group, and that's Fred Van Fleet. But he hustles and he tries. He puts himself in position to have success. He just lacks some requisite skills involved to be a great defender. He's not very tall, and he doesn't have very mm-hmm. long arms. But when you're talking about Kawhi, Kyle, Siakam, Gasol, Green, Powell, and Ibaka, all those guys have one or two things working for them very well in the defensive end, either at um, you know vertical athleticism or lanky or mm. both. And that's really tough and is, is one of the things mm. that has me excited for this finals matchup. And then not to mention, yeah. you have Kawhi Leonard, who who can get his own bucket. So that's a hard yeah. hard cover for anyone on the other team. Like the, yeah. the the Bucks really ran into a tough matchup. And okay, we predicted mm-hmm. the, we predicted the Raptors in seven. You know, six yeah. at the end of the day is is yeah. is whatever. But mm-hmm. we 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 did think that this was something likely to happen enough that we we picked it. Mm-hmm. And you know, Kyle Lowry um, showing out shot a, had a seventy percent true shooting. For, by the Ooh. way, that is incredible. He and shot Ben. Go ahead, keep going. So he shot eighty four percent from the line, forty six percent from three, and fifty percent from the field overall. Like he really came to play, and it was the whole series. You know, I think you're about to say something about Fred Van Vliet. He yeah. shot fifty seven percent from three in the series. Um, let me see what his true shooting was. His true shooting was sixty four percent. Keep in mind, and, he played a horrible three games, and then an yeah. elite, incredible incandescent game. Um, from After having David. his kid, that's right. Yeah, he had that. And one thing I will say this for Kyle Lowry, I'm happy for the guy because what's what do we hear every year? First round for the Raptors, here comes playoff Lowry, which is like a joke. Yeah, and they I mean, had zero he, games in game one of these playoffs. Yeah, zero I mean, so you're like, oh boy, here we go again. But it's kind of good to see how these playoffs have progressed, and it almost seems like he's been getting better. Yeah, that's what I've noticed. And I know he has like a slight injury, but. I've really been enjoying, but you're 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 right about all this defense and to think this all without OG having the the possibility to bring and he might be coming back in the finals. Yeah, and, and for me, like I, I was looking at the minutes played gap between yeah. um, number eight and number nine on the roster, and it was mm-hmm. one twenty seven for eight at Serge Ibaka in terms of minutes yeah. played in the series, and number nine was Jody Meeks at twelve minutes in the series. <laughs> and so like what that tells me is yeah, this team's not very deep. OG would help that. I, I hope that he doesn't eat too much into the rotation. I like mm-hmm. him as a spell for Siakam and or, when he's tired or Norm Powell if he's not making shots. If you're going to go out there and not play effective offense, I'd rather have OG who's a better defender. But like this gives Nick Nurse a good a good opportunity to really be patient with him if mm-hmm. he's available for this coming series because you really don't want him out there um getting his feet wet against Kevin Durant when if Kevin Durant's fully equipped or even Stephen Curry if it's on a switch. Like this this matchup coming up is gonna be uh terrifying even with all these good defensive players. Yeah. And I would have loved to see him it would have been nice if he would have been playing, would have loved to see him guarding Clay Thompson. Cause I feel like he's one of the few guys who has the body type to kind of make it hard. So so let's go into this uh Raptors Warriors matchup. So season series two oh but at this point we can throw it away. I looked up when their two games happened. Two games happened very early in the season. You had one game happen in December. That was the second game that they had 
And then the first game happened in November. And both of those, the Raptors won. The first game, it was um, the infamous Kevin Durant 50-point game. No Steph Curry. The second game, no Kawhi. And it was just, it felt like one of those Golden State games. And it was in Golden State where Golden State just didn't show up to play. And you had Kevin Durant, Steph Curry playing. But as we know, we can't put much weight in it. But, Ethan, let's talk about some of the big things to look at as we we go into it. And I think one of the things you put in the document is health. And that's something I'm wondering about. Who's going to be healthy? Who's not going to be healthy? Yeah, no, I've, I've looked over some some expected return dates mm -hmm. for these players. And I've seen a lot of mixed messages regarding DeMarcus Cousins, especially. Yeah. I am not convinced that he's playing in this series, regardless of what the media says mm -hmm. or what um, they send into the media. I should, should paraphrase. Um, what Kevin was Durant, his injury again? What was uh, DeMarcus Cousins injury? I mean, some kind of, you know, strain of the quad. And strain could mean, any, if it depends on what grade it is, any number of three things. It could be a complete tear, which would be grade three. It could be, Grade two, which is ninety nine yeah. to one, and a sh um, and then grade one, which is you know basically just you pulled it, and at the end of the day, like it's hard. Like I I I'm trying to look it up, but I just don't have like yeah. people are not being very clear on this, and I don't blame them because this there's a lot of money at this at stake for this mm -hmm. guy. Um, Kevin yeah, Durant but... I've seen is not going to play the games in Toronto, and I would I would venture a guess that he won't play if the Warriors aren't losing. There's no reason to bring him back until yeah. there's some stress in the um, in the way. I think I I think I kind of feel the same way. Seeing it with Kevin Durant, I mean, if the Warriors just to say they come back one one, they're like, we got what we wanted, we got a game over there. To come back two zero, then it's like, if they come down zero two, I think we might see Kevin Durant then for game three. Yeah. But I, I think game three is what we should expect. Um, like that's the timeline that has been mm -hmm. I think. Uh, put out there the most it's hard to say though i know then, personally with yeah. dealing with leg injuries you even it's after a, you recovered there it's a crapshoot really at that like because you don't know too how your legs gonna react after you supposedly recover and then you try doing a movement that you've been used to doing it's like oh we aggravate again then Kawhi, i know Kawhi's been having is a is it a right quad that he's been yep. dealing with it seems as though like i'm gonna be honest like you can kind of tell um, I, you see it more in the beginning of the series. Like he was kind of like lumbering more towards the end. I know he, we had a lot of those left-handed dunks, but I see like Kawhi, even at this like percentage of what you get from Kawhi, like he's still one of the best players. That's the, that's the freaky thing about him right now. Yeah. And so per Anthony Slayer, there's a tweet I got pulled up. Mm -hmm. Andre, Godala, Andre Godala didn't practice um, yeah. May 24th. So he and there's a concern he'll miss game one. And apparently, Demarcus Cousins was a full participant, and he's looking like he's going to play game what? one. It's just, this is all just crazy to me. And but Durant is is definitely definitely not coming for game one. Yeah, and I wouldn't do it. And I I think too. I mean, the way the words are playing, I think they want to see like how their style goes with it. And I kind of want to talk to you about that next. Kind of looking at these matchups, looking at these cross matchups that we're going to have between the Warriors and the Raptors in. By the way, I am kind of excited to see a different team besides a LeBron-led team. Sorry, LeBron fans. Hey, it's you know, refreshing. it's fair. Fresh looks are always are always something to, to take a look <laughs> at. I mean, like, mm -hmm. I, I love watching LeBron play, but it, it can be a little bit monotonous. Um, you know, eight straight years, that's 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 a lot. Mm -hmm. um, so, Elkin, I think the point I want to make with this matchup going in is I am getting a lot of 2015 finals vibes um, from this team. But 
unlike two, in 2015, the Warriors do have that ship of Durant who, who could return. But these Raptors are a lot healthier than those Cavs were. And I look at the way Kawhi's playing, which is, you know, really well. And then Kyle Lowry is playing much better than, you know, Kyrie yeah. Irving wasn't playing because he was hurt. And it, we're talking, looking at what the Cavs did in that series. And they really dogged it up. They just, you know, physically assaulted everyone on the Warriors team. And if I'm saying how can that be recreated, if, if you told me pick pick a team, like just random players to dog it up and really rough someone up, I, I would pick a lot of players on this Raptors team. And yeah. if you like like Marcus Saul, so this is the that, thing. That's what I first thought of. Yeah, that's that's. I, I was going to go there, Marcus Hall. Like if the, even if the Marcus Cousins plays, like I just don't. I'm not convinced he's going to crush it because he's got to go up against Marcus Saul. And if you look at all these star players that are interior based, they're struggling against the Raptors in the postseason. Vucevic had had a horrible series. Yeah, Giannis had a tough series. Joel Embiid. And Joel Embiid had a tough series. I don't know how any interior player is supposed to make a huge difference when it's Marcus Saul, when it's Ibaka, Kawhi Leonard coming on help side. And Pascal Siakam as a help defender. That's a really good interior defense. Now mm-hmm. they and then when you go to the outside, you got Kyle Lowry chasing you around, Danny Green chasing you around, and then Norm Powell. On a lesser note, but still, you know he's he's active, and, and even Fred VanVleet, he tries really hard. And then like, yeah, and then you have Kawhi there just stopping everyone at that yeah. point, palming basketballs on on you know really good passages, <laughs> diving diving blindly and catching passes like. Okay, am, am I crazy to think that this this team, in terms of the Raptors, defensive personnel is the most equipped defensive team in the league? It honestly seems as though when when they were built, is it was that in mind. Of course, I mean thinking about who do we have to face in the East, but how can they match up with the Warriors? Because if you look at it, this team is a team that's almost built to stop the brand of basketball the Warriors play. I mean, I would probably be a little bit more like not as worried if you had a full and healthy because Durant, honestly, Durant is one of those big X factors that you put on the table and it's like, well, what can we do if he's going all cylinders? But you're right, though, looking interior, the outside, these guys are going to they're going to make life hard for the Warriors. At the same time, though, I am curious to see what they do because the Warriors have played against that brand of basketball, like those Cavs teams that try to slow it down, they have played against that. I'm going to try to see it. And I imagine it's probably going to be a lot of let's get Draymond and some type of pick and rolls and get him running downhill situation. Probably going to see that a lot. But then you see a guy like Siakam probably going to guard Draymond. That's who I see guarding that. And then Yeah, like I I see Siakam having the length and speed to control Mm -hmm. most of Draymond's offensive game i see gasol even with the length and take mm-hmm. take you know everything else will tell you he takes great angles and he does mm-hmm. yeah so i could see him not having problems abaca as much as i don't like him we, we know i don't i'm not a fan but like when they started playing him at center i'm like that's exactly where he has to be yep. that's his point of effectiveness like i i'm, I'm telling you okay like i'm i'm really close like i was talk, I, I was on the golf course today and you know a lot, I get, like a lot of the people I work with. That's who I was playing with. They like they know me. I'm the NBA guy, and they're, they they kind of ask me, "Is there any chance?" And I'm like, "Man, I'm really talking myself into this 2015 Cavs, 2015 Warriors." But these Raptors, like while not having LeBron, um, Kawhi Leonard, really good substitute for LeBron. Yeah, and for me, I'm trying not to say like, "Oh, let's see how the first game goes," because as we learn from even like 2016 Finals first two and then we saw what happened as we learned in this series 
the Bucks won the first two games, and then we saw what happened. Part of this is real curious. I know that the Raptors are equipped. And also, too, I think it would be really cool for the city of Toronto and this team for them to win a championship. I like, I don't know about you, but I like seeing cities that never won a championship to get their first one. Like, that's a great, I'm sure when the Eagles won the Super Bowl, I'm sure. I think you would happy. Were you happy? I mean, <laughs> well, I mean, yes, of course. I'm, yeah. I've been an Eagles fan yeah. for as long as I and can it, remember. You've been waiting Don, for that to happen. Donald so. McNabb and Brian Dawkins were my boys. I, that, the weird thing about that entire scenario is, like, the year mm-hmm. that the when that year started, I was like, "Hey, mm-hmm. Eagles are gonna be pretty good. This is gonna be fine." But like, as a whole, I was kind of just, I'm kind of done with football. Like, I I don't know enough about it, and I don't want to study enough mm-hmm. to get to like where I'm at the level I am with basketball. Yeah, and I there's. The the inter- the love was lost for football, but yeah. I still thoroughly enjoyed them winning the Super Bowl. Don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. and that that's what I, I I feel what you're saying though. Like I mean, with with the when the Heat won in 06, like it was exciting because it was something new. And you know, even when they repeated for me, like that's obviously exciting. But like I love watching new blood, um, you know, get get in the championship realm. Like I, I think everyone can remember 2015 when the Warriors were the new face of this league. They yeah. they really put together a heck of a season, and LeBron. Almost put a stop to it, but at the end of the day, he, he lost all his help. And un- unlike unlike when LeBron lost his help, Kawhi Leonard still has a lot of help around him. I, Elkin, I'm I'm seriously really close to picking to the Raptors for this series yeah. because of how strongly I feel about t- Kawhi's supporting cast and the way they've been playing too. The way they close out that Buck series, I think that's what you wanted to see from their bench. You remember the talk going into the series is like Buck's bench is going to just destroy the Raptors bench. The people were like the Raptors bench have been choking, but then you see the Buck, see the Raptors bench step it up. The I mean, Norman Powell, where has Norman Powell? We we used to have jokes like Norman Powell, who why is he even on the bench anymore? And then now he's just coming in like yeah. making threes, wreaking havoc, Van Fleet, we talked about him. And Serge Ibaka, it's nice to have a guy like Serge Ibaka off the bench now who can serve as like that backup. Like that's a and as we documented the Warriors bench is thin. And if you have no Iguodala as well, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough. It is. And and but that's the cost of doing business when you have, you know, three super offensive superstars and then like yeah. a, an the ultimate glue of glues guy yeah. in, in Draymond Green. Like You're all those guys cost money. You have a super sub in Andre Iguodala who would be a starter for every team in this league. Um, depending on what how, how he wants to play, if he if he wanted to be a star for this team, he could push his way in. Like he'd say, "Yes, I, I this this is the way we should run it." As we've seen him start several games this postseason, like I think at the end of the day, Elkin, we really had to look and see how how good is how much better does Stephen Curry make as his teammates, and he he does incredible things. So the way he bends the defense mm-hmm. is is incredible to watch. Like he just pulls everyone out of the paint. He gets yeah. double teamed once he crosses half court. Sometimes he had they um, have to. And, like, part of me, Ethan, I don't know maybe if I'm being delusional. Part of me is just, like, this Warriors team is going to be a, probably a harder out than a lot of people are going to think. I mean, the Raptors, they're going to have them, like, every possible way, defend them, guard them. But it's just – I see this team, it's like, we won a championship. We've done this before, and they can do it. Remind me of, like, one of Michael Jordan's last runs, his last championship going against the Jazz – I remember, like, leading up to it, I know this before you started watching basketball, everyone's like, Michael Jordan's gas. Scottie Pippen, he can barely move because he's back. Dennis Rodman can't be controlled. He has no players around him. The Jazz have Carmelo and Stockton. They have all these pieces. They're ready. And then Michael Jordan literally was like, all right, we're going to make this happen. We're going to – and they're one and six. And 
I think like Raptors are really good. They're gonna have to take this from the Warriors. Like the Warriors are gonna make it hard. Like where the Raptors kind of pretty much figured out like, oh, we can take away Giannis and you take away the Bucks offense. With the Warriors, it's you take away Steph, you have Clay and Draymond. You can take away Draymond, then you have Steph and Steph and Clay. But you even take away Steph and Clay, and like Draymond will just keep driving it in. And it's like I am curious to see. I think it's gonna be a fun series. It's gonna try out to be a really fun series. Yeah, no, I definitely think that, you know, we, we may be overreacting with how yeah. how good it looks for the Raptors. It's just when you have these questions about Kevin Durant's health, Andre Godala's yeah. health, and then I honestly don't think DeMarcus Cousins playing helps the Warriors very much. It, mm-hmm. if, if, if Iguodala and Durant are out, it might help the, the bench unit because that's somebody who can get a bucket theoretically. I mean, DeMarcus Cousins has not been DeMarcus Cousins of old very often this entire season. I don't know why we think after another couple weeks off he's going to be He's going to be ready to, to do something special, but you yeah. know he, he he is a supreme talent. Like we can we can root for that, but okay, I just I, I look at us. You know, I, I hear what you're saying about Michael Jordan, um, and yeah. but and Stephen Curry, he's he's really good and he's he's going to get his shots. But like when I look across the across the way and I see Kawhi Leonard, I'm like, that's the Michael Jordan kind of guy. Like he's a guy who yeah. who has the first diverse offensive game that like will try to pick you apart from every angle like Stephen Curry if, if he does get a little three happy and, and they're not falling for a game you can lose a game because of how Steph Curry plays he can yeah. win you every game because of the way he plays as well but like if he's if he's off and he pushes it a little too far without getting Clay back involved like you can you can run a game into the mud for yourself if, if he's missing shots just for a quarter but like again he can bring you back in the same sense I, I think ultimately though like it, it really just depends on Durant and if he gets back because he's going to be the, the the safety valve of this team. You know, I I liked your your bringing up the Jazz um, about how how they and how they played, but like if if I may, like I haven't watched every Jazz game from that era, but I kind of would compare the Jazz to what the Bucks do and that they had a very effective play. They had a, mm-hmm. a, a good setup with John Stockton, Carmelone, and that's kind of welded into what Giannis was for the Bucks this off season or this, yeah. this regular season. And I think that's beatable. I don't think the Raptors have that kind of thing. They have so many options. They have Kawhi off the dribble. They have Kyle Lowry probing and, and finding spaces. Not to mention Fred Van Vliet. If he's playing confidently, he he makes you react. Mark Gasol can throw a lot of really special type passes. Like I think it's really hard for any team to lock down either of these teams. They have so they're such a diverse offensive team. They have a lot of yeah. options. And several shooters. Like um, Warriors, not as much with the shooters. It's just Steph's that special. Yeah. And I, I, yeah, go ahead. I can't see this not going six games either way. There's going to be two losses for whoever the eventual lo- uh, winner of this series is. They're not going to, it's not going to be quick. Yeah. Like if it's quick, I, I will be surprised. That's the truth. And like, yeah, either way, it, it'd be surprising. It, it'll be quite surprising. And I just see it where, like, and I worry about what the Warriors bring in DeMarcus Cousin. I wouldn't say if DeMarcus Cousin, perhaps you would have brought him off the bench. If it wasn't maybe Serge Ibaka for the bench of the Raptors, I'm saying, like, let DeMarcus cook a little bit off the bench, give him someone off there. But I feel like Serge Ibaka is, like, a center who can make his life difficult and just, like, you're out of shape. And I can see Serge Ibaka just, like, a miss, pass, give an outlet pass, and just beating DeMarcus down the court several times. Like, yeah. that's what I worry about. Like, I mean, I like what the – and you saw at the end of the of the Portland series, I like the rotation there. I mean, if you if you add Iguodala 
in Durant, like that would be ideal. Like I love what DeMarcus was as a player, but right now it seemed like he would hurt the Warriors more because even defensively the Warriors were a lot better in that Portland Trailblazers series. That's yeah. one thing. I'm, and you you and I both know the numbers with DeMarcus, how they do defensively. Like all, most teams after a while were like, wait a minute, we can just put him in pick and roll situation and we, we got him. But I do also hope that Kawhi's injury, that goes away. Like I would hate – for he get to the finals and then something happens and we get like Kawhi hobbling around. But even then we saw him hobbling around and he was fine. It's just, I don't want it to get worse. Cause like, it would be great if he could get, I know he has, what he has like five, is it Thursday that it starts? I'm not sure how to look, but that sounds yeah. right. Yeah. So five days and NBA has money and technology that we don't have access to. I'm sure they're going to make sure he's all right for the game. Well, but, all I know is we need to put Zaza in a cell and not let him anywhere oh, around man. anything because he's the guy who can ruin the call. I saw the video because obviously they've been, they've been replaying the last time Kawhi played the Warriors in a series. It is – I still – till this day, till this day, I still think that was partially on purpose. Um, I – you know, I like to I like to think that Zaza isn't coordinated enough to do anything on purpose, but yeah, it kind of looks it looks that way. It's yeah, just it, you know, you hate you hate to say that about somebody, but it certainly looks like it. Yeah. Um, Elkin, but, I go ahead. I think I think the big the big deal about about Demarcus Cousins is if if he is out there, mm-hmm. it's not just it's not just putting him in the pick and roll. It's a problem. Is he's got to close out to Marcus All on the perimeter. Yeah, he's got to stay relatively attached. Serge Ibaka in the mid-range. Serge Ibaka shooting 50% from 10 to 16 feet in the mm-hmm. playoffs, and that's where he's cooked all season long. He's been incredibly efficient from the mid-range, mm-hmm. and he's willing to take it. So, again, diverse offense. You have guys who bomb threes. You have guys who get to the rim. You have a guy who, who at the end of the shot clock can take a mid-ranger, and it's not a bad shot. I just – I really – I really like this matchup for the Raptors. I think they have enough bodies, and, you know, Danny Green – if you want to send him to harass uh, Steph Curry, he, he what are you going to lose? His offense has been trashed the most this postseason. Like you can ha- say, tire yourself out chasing around Stephen Curry. Who cares yeah. about anything else? I think that's what the thing is. I mean, that starting lineup, you're just going to put Danny Green on Steph. You're going to put Kawhi on Clay, and then Siakam on Draymond, and you have three really good defenders on the Warriors' three main pieces. And then that's you have a recipe, but. I am interested to see how Steve Kerr counters it. Like that's, I'm just going to be real interested because Nick Nurse, he has a good defensive scheme with the Raptors. I think the Raptors play good as they have a good defensive unit too. And then you have the thing is like Kyle Lowry. I mean, he can he can be on Steph if you need him to. They can put him somewhere else. And I'm just like, this is going to be fun. You have because you have you do have a really good offense versus a really good defense. And I'm just curious to see what's going to happen moving forward and. I'm excited for Thursday, the NBA Finals. Of course, I'm also excited because school is going to be ending for me, which means I'm going to have some time to watch some games a little bit more. And I just want, if either way, like if the Warriors win, good on them. If the Raptors win, good on them. These are the type of series where I have no emotional investment. And for me, this is the best type of series. Well, maybe I shouldn't say no emotional investment. Didn't phrase it like that. I don't know. I'm pretty emotional when it comes to basketball. Like I, I don't like mm-hmm. Kevin Durant, so I don't really want the Warriors to win. <laughs> but if if the Warriors win without Kevin Durant contributing, that'd be great. I'm sure you'll be happy if he's out the entire finals. You'll be like, and the Warriors win, you'll be like, all right. Yep, there's no rings. No rings he has. 
part of me feels as though I'll tell you this, Ethan. Part of me feels as though they ju- they brought Kevin Durant in just just because of LeBron, just to help him beat LeBron. Well, That's- like I, it's it's Dan Lotos. Like you know, Dan's not a basketball expert. You know, he's not yeah. really a sports expert at all at this stage. Here, he's just an incredible mm-hmm. entertainer. And, Definitely true. And I I love that show. But he, he, he always brings like references that. He's like, this is what they had to do to keep LeBron from winning and ruining the league. This is what they had to do. They had to, they had to take the best team we've seen in terms of regular season success and add Kevin Durant. That's what they had to do to keep LeBron out of here. Because I think I heard this on the podcast. The dream matchup for a lot of people would have been 2017 finals, running back with same teams and see what the results would have been. Like a healthy Cavs, a healthy Warriors with those pieces without Durant. A part of me thinks that the Cavs would have won. But that's a story for another time, and we're not going to go down that rabbit hole. It's it's a lot to think about, certainly. All right. Well, I don't got anything else on, on this upcoming series, Ethan. You got anything you want to add? I just want to know how important was Patrick McCall? Because now the Raptors got him. If he's the key to success, I'll ra- use Raptors, that. Raptors in four. I will say, I will say this, though. As much as that was a joke, these Warriors have been playing so different than when they were in the regular season. And obviously it's a product of not having Kevin Durant there. But that's why I'm just so int- intrigued to see what's going to happen now. But well, I, I, th- I think it's going to be really important to, to watch the big the big rotation of the Warriors and see mm-hmm. if they have an angle fin- of finesse on the inside because it's going to be a tough, tough in there. Oh, yeah, like – I think Mar- Marcus Saul is going to bully Kevon Looney or, or Jordan Bell. If any of those guys are Marcus Saul, Marcus Saul is just going to make their I, lives miserable. I like the idea of Jordan Bell just because he does have some some pr- supreme athleticism. So maybe yeah. he can he can get vertical and avoid some of the stuff. But no, it's it's tough in there. It's really tough in there. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I just hope series at least go six. That's what I'm looking at, and I and I think it will go at least six. We're talking about like someone's going to win the pivotal. Game five, and then if it, it's going six or seven, yeah. Um, so I'm going to hold off on predictions. I'm hoping we can pop another pod um, yeah. before get Richard on here, get everyone. Um, but if not, we'll post some pics to Facebook or something like just yeah. Get, we'll get them out there so we can get made fun of, yeah, we'll get, get made fun of, or get praised. Oh. One of the two. It always happens either way. We either look like geniuses or look like the dumbest guys talking about basketball. Usually the latter. <laughs> Oh, yeah. All right. And with that, Elkin, I'll send you on your way. All right, sir.